and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kim Cusack, and today I have a very talented guest all the way from Chicago, Riva. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Um, it's, it's a beautiful day outside, so and it's Saturday, so yeah. How are you doing? I am doing great. It is sunny outside and very hot here in Arizona. It is about 105 degrees out. Well, okay, you beat me because it's supposed to be like 95 this weekend here, but I'll take this. That's nothing compared to like 115 degrees with like really bad humidity and dry heat. <laughs> kind of like walking into an oven. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so not pleasant. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you got Lake Michigan, which is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, I went swimming in Lake Michigan last year when I went to Chicago. Chicago's a great city. I was actually by the, um, the lake earlier this week. So my sister and I, we, like, went to the Lincoln Park Zoo, one of, like, the few activities that you can kind of do right now. And I think Lakeshore Drive... Um, you said you've been to Chicago, right? I have, yeah. Right, so that's probably, like, my favorite part of Chicago. Um, I don't know if that's, like, lame. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. driving. I, I was born in Chicago, and I, like, moved just outside of it to a suburb for, like, kindergarten. I don't know, ever since I was a kid, like, driving in and going the Lakeshore Drive route, um, which probably for anybody who's who's listening and isn't familiar with Chicago, it's, um, it's basically, like, kind of an expressway, like a mini expressway, sort of, with the lake to your left or right, depending on whichever way you're going, so it's, like, the prettiest thing, and I just always love driving in and seeing that huge lake, like, it's just looks like an ocean one of the cool things to do in chicago is do the boat tour <laughs> yeah the architectural boat, boat tour. um no i'm laughing actually because um if you went to school here you you would have probably done that in school um and i think i've probably done it like two or three times now and it's it's like always like the tourist thing to do um but like for me, it's just kind of like, all right, there's the tourists on the, um, the architectural tour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is nice. Um, the obviously, like everyone knows, Chicago architecture. The skyline is freaking amazing. <laughs> Driving in, even like seeing the sparkling buildings, like that's just yeah, I love that about Chicago. Mm -hmm. There's so much to see and do in Chicago that you need like multiple days to see everything. Mm -hmm, for sure. And plus, the food in Chicago is great as well. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because I am, like, food obsessed. So, um, yeah, I love good restaurants, and Chicago is definitely filled with a lot of good places. So I love food as well. Big foodie. <laughs> I have family in Chicago, so know about Chicago food and Italian mm -hmm. beef sandwiches and Sunday gravy and, of course, pizza. Oh, yeah. So have you been in New York? Because I was going to ask you if you think Chicago beats New York. Yes, I've been to New York. Funny thing, I actually did not have pizza in New York. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you that you didn't miss anything because I've had the pizza in New York and... Um, Hopefully New York doesn't hate me for this, but I'm sorry. It's, like, not good. <laughs> it's like paper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, 
Definitely Chicago pizza is great. And have you ever had pizza from Michigan? Um, I've been to Michigan, but I have had Papa John's there. So I haven't had like probably whatever Michigan pizza is, whatever you're speaking of. Yeah. So there's a couple of varieties of like Michigan pizza. There's Detroit style. That's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Last summer when I was in Illinois and Indiana, went on a little trip to Michigan and went to Silver Beach, Michigan and had pizza there. And yeah, Silver Beach pizza is really good. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I'll keep that in mind next time. There's a Chicago pizza place here in Arizona called Spinato's. Silver Beach Pizza beats Spinato's, like, hands down. <laughs> what are your favorite pizza toppings? For pizza? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm usually a fan of, like, veggies. If I had to pick one, like, probably spinach. And if I had to pick a meat, bacon. Okay, very good. Bacon is amazing. <laughs> pretty much good on everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like, even dipped in chocolate, it's pretty good, too. I have not had that but I have a cousin who is a bacon freak <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's had that and he liked it. So I'm going to take his word for it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bacon, there's actually a Pringles Baconator flavor, just like the Baconator from Wendy's. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that'd be good or bad. I tried it and it is pretty bad. Okay. But the good thing is you get a coupon for a free Baconator from Wendy's. So in a way, it's kind of a win. But yeah, the flavor of the chip is very nasty. I don't know. Maybe that that coupon just kind of makes up for the flavor. Yeah. They're like, sorry, here's a coupon for the real thing. Speaking of Chicago food, is it against the law to put ketchup on a hot dog? Supposedly it is. I break the law if it is because I do like ketchup on my hot dog, so it is kind of a law, I guess. Portello's or White Castle? Oh, man. Um, (laughs) Definitely. uh, Okay, so I haven't had it much, but I would definitely go for Portello's over White Castle. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Never had White Castle, but like, or actually, no, maybe I have, but I don't remember. I would have been too young. I don't know. It just like doesn't look very appetizing to me. <laughs> just even the pictures, like, yeah, not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> had a uh, chili cheese dog from Portello's the other night, and yeah, it was pretty good. <sighs> that sounds really good. <laughs> Growing up in Chicago, you've been to a few Bulls games. How did you like going to see the Bulls play? Um, well, the one I remember. So I'm not like a crazy sports person or anything. Like I, I will support the teams, whatever. Like I watched, I watched the Cubs win the World Series, of course. Like that was probably the best baseball I've ever seen. Um, which I don't know. Maybe there's better baseball games out there, but I wouldn't know. Like I said, I don't watch a lot of sports, but. That was a really good game. My parents always tell me, like, they used to watch the Bulls all the time when, like, Michael Jordan played and stuff, and and they always, like, told me, like, yeah, I mean, like, I wish you were old enough to, like, see that. I mean, that was just so much fun back then, like, when they were killing it. So I did go to one recently. I'll call it semi-recently. And they did win, so... So that was great. Um, But it, it it was fun. Like, basketball is a sport that... I definitely enjoy watching. Yeah, I like watching soccer, too. Any of the sports that have, like, constant movement. Baseball is not really big for me. 
not not a big football fan either. I guess this like breaks my rule for what I just said, but um, not a big fan of hockey either. That almost moved like too fast for me. But um, if you were gonna take me to any sports game, I'd say take me to basketball, take me to a soccer game. So. Nice. Chicago has a lot of sports teams. The Cubs, White Sox, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, Sky, and even the Chicago Fire soccer team. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a Chicago Fire game? Uh, I almost did. Um, so I played um, soccer up till high school and um, in middle school. Like We almost went to a Fire game as like a team, and I don't remember why that never happened. Um, maybe it rained or something. I don't know. But they play in the rain, so that doesn't make sense kind of disappointing so no i've never i've never seen them play <laughs> so your latest single is called band-aids tell me the story about that uh well there is um a very very long story so i'll try to keep it short um the song it i actually wrote it almost like two and a half to three years ago um and it was just like a verse and a chorus um and I wrote a time when my grandma was in the hospital and she was really not doing well. Um, and it was the first time that like, I think I was old enough to kind of understand what was going on and actually feel all the feelings. <laughs> like just kind of being like frustrated about not being able to fix anything. And, and when you see people you care about like going through something hard, that's always very hard for you and you kind of want to do anything you can to fix it sometimes you can't that's what the song is basically about it's like kind of keeping like a straight face and smiling and being like yeah it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay and on the inside you're just like oh god this is not gonna be okay so that's that's where the song started from i had like the verse of the chorus and i came back to it a few years after when i was writing stuff and um i wasn't really feeling anything and usually when i do that when I'm not feeling what I'm writing I go back to my old ideas and I pulled this one up and I heard it again and I was like yeah there's definitely some some potential here there's something some magic going on so I started working on putting it together and right now I pretty much arrange and produce my own stuff I did while working on band-aids I did connect with a producer in Nashville who helped me finish it out Um, but that's kind of why I say it's a long story because it took like a year to get the song done so I I basically like kind of got stuck on on putting the song together um, because I am very new to putting arranging songs into producing songs this is probably like the third song that I have fully arranged definitely had a lot of roadblocks i learned a lot about recording though um there is a bunch of like kind of stories behind the songs that i have on um on my youtube and on my instagram page um it's at reva music on instagram and then youtube.com slash reva music so if you go there you'll hear all about all the crazy things we did. I, I used a $150 mic to record the song, and I was dragging it all over the room trying to get trying to get a better recording. Uh, and you said uh, right before we started the uh, recording of this podcast, you were saying how you got like airplanes by you, and when you record, you know, sometimes sometimes they have bad timing. So dealing with that as well the noise the airplanes all of that but I I would definitely say that 
I, I learned a lot from this one song and I'm really pumped about the next stuff, next song and all that because I feel like I'm kind of at a place now where I'm like, I got my room set up, I got the tools I need, got the people I know who I want to work with. It was a very involved song. <laughs> yeah, and it is a phenomenal song, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, so you started playing guitar at the age of eight. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, um, it's actually kind of funny story about that. Um, when I was a little bit younger than that, my grandma had taken uh, my sister and I, and my mom was there as well. We went to, like, Toys R Us when that still, like, existed. Um, and she was like, okay, you can, you can buy any toy. I'll buy it for you. Um, and... I was standing there and I was staring at, it's actually like sitting right in front of me right now, a little toy, like acoustic guitar. And then there was like a drum toy right next to it. And this was, I was probably like five or six years old. I was like, okay, whichever instrument toy thing that I buy today, it's going to be the instrument I'm going to play. And I ended up picking the guitar and I, I guess I just knew what I wanted at a young age because I actually did end up starting to learn the guitar at eight and obviously I can play more things now but I stuck with it which is I don't know it's kind of funny but I guess you can't say I don't follow through with things so <laughs> your musical influences are Taylor Swift Ed Sheeran and Shawn Mendes yeah mm -hmm. I would say definitely uh big big Taylor Swift fan um, big Ed Sheeran fan. Um, I really like Shawn Mendes's older stuff, like the album that has like that song, There's Nothing Holding Me Back. I think that's what it's called, or Nothing Holding Me Back. So yeah, I, I really grew up on like Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran though. When I was, what was it, maybe like 17, 16, something like that, uh, my parents, they surprised my sister and I. Um, they bought us tickets to see Taylor Swift in um, Indianapolis because we, for some reason, couldn't make the Chicago show. And we, we drove there. I mean, I loved her music, and I, I saw her come out and start singing and stuff. And um, up till then, I kind of thought that I, I, I didn't really start singing until, like, geez, I don't know, 14, 15 maybe. Up till then, I was thinking that, like, oh, I needed a band. So I was... I was thinking like oh yeah so I'd find a band I'd play guitar in it and that literally all changed when I saw that show because I saw this like she was like a kid back then walk out and basically just like rule the world and control everything going on in that room and I saw that and I was like you know what if she can do it well I can definitely do it too so I just started singing but I started actually trying to like write songs and I started taking it very seriously by the time I was like 16 and 17 and yeah I just kind of kept developing myself um in college I I went to U of I I did a I did a major in graphic design. I did a minor in architecture. Every other second was spent writing and performing wherever I got the chance to. It was like a paying gig every week um, at the Illini Union. If anyone is a U of I person, they know that. And I would sing there every week. And yeah, it was, it was a really good time for me to just kind of get out all the bad music and, and start refining things. And that kind of led me to where I am now, where... I have 
started learning how to produce my own songs and stuff because I was really the missing piece. So that's that's my musical journey from age eight so far. Great. Yeah, you mentioned you're a big Taylor Swift fan. Have you had the chance to listen to Folklore yet? Yes. Uh, yeah, of course. I, I listened to it yesterday. Um, have you listened to it? Yes, I have. Okay, so we can like share opinions here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when I first listened to it, I was, I was definitely... I mean, I was expecting folky stuff. It's called folklore, but I um, I listened to it and I, I was definitely uh, very, very, very different from from what her usual like pop structured things are. But most of her music just ends up growing on me. Um, mm-hmm. So I literally think it's beautiful. Um, my favorite right now, the songs are Cardigan and Invisible String. I like it a lot. I think it's different and it's really refreshing. It is. It's not what I had originally expected mm-hmm. it to be. Yeah, I mean, I think if there's one thing I could just say I wish for on it, I just wish that the songs had a little bit different, or a little bit something different, um, probably like instrumentally. I mean, for me, if I'm listening to it straight and I'm halfway through the album, it kind of starts to like bleed together because it's this very similar tempo and stuff so that's like literally if i had to like say something bad about it um not even that that's bad like you know it is what it is and i think i think it's done fantastically yeah for sure and yeah you mentioned ed sheeran have you ever seen ed sheeran live in concert i have i don't remember when it was maybe a couple years ago two or three years ago geez that show like blew my mind because it's just him and his guitar on stage and it's just like filling a stadium with that and it just it's unbelievable to me and that's what inspired me about him is like he does all of this with one guitar and so I was like that's cool if if he can rule the world with a guitar then maybe I can too (laughs) so I also love how like mixes the hip-hop vibe into his music um it's very cool it is yeah I've seen Ed Sheeran play live before, and I actually saw him on his first ever tour, actually opening up for the band Snow Patrol. Oh! Yeah, and it was back when nobody knew who Ed Sheeran was. First time I saw him was when I saw him open for Taylor Swift, so... Nice. Actually, was the whole tour sold out? I think it was. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Yeah, because I remember, like, tickets were going, like, really crazy fast. Yeah, well, speaking of seeing people before they blow up, I went to see the band Time in Chicago, and um, at that time, Lizzo actually opened for them, and, like, this was literally, like, months before she blew up and nobody like knew who she was and it was almost a little bit of a strange pairing because um i mean she's like hip-hop r&b kind of um and to have that before like a heim concert who you know they're like pop rock kind of indie i found it to be a weird pairing and and not knowing who lizzo was A, a lot of people in the room were just like who is this like what's going on um but i do remember like I remember my sister, like, said to me, she was like, geez, she's, like, really, really good. Like, seeing her right before she got really famous, like, she was ready for the fame, and it was it was really cool to just say that I saw her, like, before that all happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy thing. Like, one second nobody knows you, and next second everybody does. Mm-hmm. How is Haim? Uh, like, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> 
This was after their second album, I believe. Um, the one that's got the song, like, Right Now, Right Now, or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's a great yeah. song, too. Yeah, um, So, yeah, they were epic. Um, it was really fun because I mentioned I, I went with my sister, and they've got the whole sister vibe going on. Um, they do. So it was a good one to go. I mean, to be honest, I go with my sister, too. I think every single concert I've gone to, I've gone with my sister. Um, we are, like, super, super, super close. Like, if there was, like, a sibling competition, um, I I would tell you to bet money that my sister and I would win because we, like, spend all our time together. It's, like, like telepathy level. Like, <laughs> that's how close we are. Uh, it's important to have that, like, sister bond and to be very close, too. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I have a sibling who is also my best friend because it just, like, takes it to a whole nother level. I can tell her things that I wouldn't even tell my best friend because, like, she's my sister. So I just always feel bad when I hear about, like, siblings who aren't, like, close because they're, like, the ones who are going to be with you forever. I'm just very lucky to have that and to just even be close to my family. I'm very close to all of them, so... That's great, and family is very important. I understand that you design your own graphics. Yeah, I do. It's something that has come in handy for my music, the the graphic design thing. And I didn't even realize it when I was in college doing that. It was kind of hard for me in college. Like, I love art in general, um, music and, like, visual stuff. But I think that, I, I don't know, it's I've just probably been more wired for music because that's what I'm more drawn to. So in college, like, I always kind of felt like, oh, man, I'm, like, not really, I don't feel like I'm getting to develop the music side of me as rapidly as I would like because I was focused on, obviously, school. So... At that time, I didn't really realize it, but, like, right now, I see so much value in the fact that I was able to learn so much about, like, the visual side of things. The Band-Aids lyric video that I have up, I animated that, and I hand-drew all the pictures in that, so that's definitely something to check out. I enjoy it, though. I, I feel like to make music, I get the visuals in my head, too, uh, just just being trained in, in the visual arts sector as well so I guess it's like I can I can make the whole thing my friend's sister the other day called me like a, a renaissance woman because I just I do everything like everything <laughs> you kind of have to do everything nowadays mm -hmm. and it is great to be like a Reva of all trades <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to say to people. And I think it's allowed me to be able to, like, express what I want to say more accurately because I'm not really relying as much on, like, I'm not hiring out somebody and being like, hey, like, make a video for this. And even if I do do that, I feel like I'm able to express what I want from that person a lot easier um, to the point where I could be like, hey, open up the program, like, go here this is what I need you to do with this keyframe and this video that you know is being animated it's given me a huge huge advantage and I love it so you grew up being a quiet person and you yeah. know <laughs> music and art is your outlet and yeah I can totally relate I was a quiet person as well growing up mm -hmm. yeah I think if some of my teachers found out right now what I was doing they would just 
fall off their chair because they would be like, no, like, no, Riva's not like, what? Like, she's going and like singing for people and doing this. I think people think that artists are all like extroverts and can like talk to people all the time and everything. And at least with me, that's definitely not true. It's like something that I just do and it just kind of turns on. And I love, I love being in front of people and I love I love sharing my stuff, but, like, I need my, like, alone time after that just to, like, recharge. Um, that's, that's kind of how it is. When I was a kid, I used to see how cool, like, artists would be and, like, everybody would go and, and start talking to them and, like, you know, there was just, like, that coolness factor. Um, and being like you know the quiet one with um I mean this is this is like no new story because I feel like every other artist just talks about how they were like friendless losers and whatever back in the day and obviously then you don't have anything to do and started playing my guitar every day and it just turned into a habit but um I mean like I remember I would bring my guitar to like middle school when we were having a guitar unit and like all the kids just used to like flock to me and I'm like oh like so when I hold a guitar, like, everyone thinks I'm cool. <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe that's not the greatest thing. <laughs> that it takes a guitar to get attention. That was being a kid. I mean, that's how, how your brain works. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I don't know. I don't. I still don't think I'm very cool. But it's really, it's really great to have, like, actual fans who listen to what I do. And just to hear from people that I inspire them and stuff like geez I can't even wrap my mind around it it's to be able to do that like I I'm just so so thankful to to be able to do that and to be able to affect people like that yeah it's amazing feeling and makes you feel so good that you know you're inspiring others through your music also just like in general you know good vibes and great energy it's quarantine life right now so have you picked up any new skills during quarantine man new skills um I haven't like picked up new skills but I feel like I've been going back and doing things I used to do as a kid and I had a lot more when I had a lot more time to do the other day I took like my baseball glove that I had which still fits me apparently um and I was like playing catch and I never have time to do anything like that so um it's really nice because I didn't realize how how much those just doing those simple things like clear your head and I think like that's probably why people get so stressed when they like get older because like we don't have time to just do the things that like don't have a point to them so it's kind of nice to be able to to do that once in a while do you have any songs stuck in your head right now uh yeah i mean we were just talking about earlier taylor swift's folklore last night i would kind of wake up um every few hours i didn't sleep that well every time i woke up i would have something from folklore playing in my head it was super annoying but i cannot i cannot get the song cardigan out of my head like that is just on replay it's so so beautiful and the melody is just like man good stuff Mm -hmm. i agree so as an artist what is more important to you Melody or lyrics? Oh, no doubt. Like, no doubt melody. I literally have a 
poster on my wall that I've printed and it's got like my rules for songs before they go out they have to meet meet these requirements and the thing at the top it says killer catchy tight melody um and then beneath that is enough production to get the point across and number three is actually lyrics um so that's my order melody is like absolutely king in my opinion because i mean you've probably heard there's songs out there where you don't even know what the artist is saying because they like kind of mumble mm-hmm. that's just their style and you still think it's cool because of the melody and the first time you hear a song too it's not like you remember all the words but like it's the melody that gets stuck in your head like you start humming it and you start like sort of attaching the words to it but you just kind of or at least I do that maybe I'm the weirdo but I just make up the words when I don't remember the words to a song that's stuck in my head because I really want to sing it and I need to get it out of my head but if I haven't heard enough, I will just, I'll just put, make up some words. I feel like that's just, like that right there is why I feel so strongly about having the melody as a top priority. I think it's great that, you know, you make up words to songs that like, you know, you can't remember the lyrics. Uh, I did that too, so I could totally relate. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll have to tell my sister that I'm not the weirdo because I will start doing that, and she she'll just look at me and she'll she'll be like, "What what are you doing? You know that those aren't the words, right?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm not a loner in in doing. That. Oh no, not at all. What are your goals as an artist? So, like, my realistic goal here, um, knowing how crazy and how hard it is to sustain yourself in music I would just love to be able to make enough of an income off of this where I can do it part-time and like devote good chunks of my week into getting music out and I would love to have like a dedicated fan base who's out there waiting and um, I'm already kind of I'm starting to have that so I'm very thankful for those people and for just believing in me and supporting me so that's that's my goal and I would love to start doing shows here and there um I haven't like played live in a very long time um aside from like you know Instagram live and stuff because um I have like really needed to just like sit down and get my music out um because I think I said before that like the production was the missing piece for me um to get my music out and bad production can very easily kill a song and that was like kind of still is like one of my biggest fears in putting out my music because I've been writing since I don't know it's it's been at least like 10 years yeah probably 10 years I've been writing so it's like I kind of have a good feel for the melodies but I was always so worried about not having the right production and that's starting to happen now so I'm, I'm really excited about that as like my realistic goal but probably like every other artist I I like literally dream about every other day playing for like a gigantic stadium so that's who knows if that's gonna happen that's still my dream (laughs) yeah and also to play like festivals too that would be great yeah that would be a ton of fun definitely see you playing a festival I I feel like it would be interesting for me to like play the festival 
as an artist um, because I, I'm not sure that I've actually ever been to, I don't think I've ever been to a music festival, which probably sounds crazy. Uh, I've always been a fan of like going to a, the concert itself. I, obviously, I usually go to the um, artists' shows that are like my favorite, so I know a lot of their music and I like that at like a singular concert, like they have that like full two hours to just go through everything. And then I'm also, as I said, like, you know, interested in visuals. I'm always a fan of like seeing what they do visually and that's that cannot really be heavily pushed in a festival because you're always switching artists on stages so I, I still gotta go to a festival though just to see what it's like I'm sure it's a crazy atmosphere yeah music festivals are a lot of fun I bet yeah been to a couple which ones been to a couple in Pensacola Florida and then I've oh, been okay. to the Mesa Music Festival in Mesa Arizona which... makes sense yeah. Which is a lot of fun. And it's a yearly festival that goes on every November. And What's really neat about the festival, it's like a little mini South by Southwest. It's got that like South by Southwest feel to it. So mm-hmm. a lot of the local businesses serve as the venues. So you could see an artist playing at a oh, cookie cool. store. That is so cool. Oh, yeah. There's over 250 artists from all over the country and all over the world that play. Wow. And it's different genres. Maybe I'll show up here and play. That would be great. When, when the time comes, yeah. And what's neat about the festival, too, is before the music starts, they have a keynote speaker. Oh. The keynote speakers in the past have been Randy Jackson from American Idol. Huh. No way. Yeah. And even the late Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, yeah. Yeah, and I actually got to meet Chester, oh, cool. too. So that was really neat. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I, I used to love Lincoln Park, so. Is there an artist that you've been wanting to see but haven't? Uh, yes. So I, I really like uh, Alec Benjamin right now. Um, he's like my new obsession and I would love to see him and unfortunately like all the tours and everything are shut down COVID is taking away all the fun Um, but I would love I would love to see Alec Benjamin which artist would you want to go on tour with if you had the chance Hmm, I'm going to have to say Alec Benjamin again for that and of course Taylor Swift would be amazing I feel like I would learn a ton from that I'm going to call that my answer. <laughs> okay. So during this COVID life of quarantine, what are some of the shows that you have binged watched? Uh, the show that I binge watched like crazy is I have Amazon Prime, so I don't have Netflix, um, but on Prime... Um, I have been watching White Collar every other night. I don't know if you've heard of it. Have you? I have, yeah. I have not seen it yet. God, it just gets more and more addictive. Um, It's kind of like an FBI agent, and he partners with, like, a con man who they make a deal where he gets out of prison if he works with him for the FBI. And it's, it's been my addiction right now. Um, and then the other show I've been watching is Upload, also on Prime. It's a very weird show. Like they, I feel like they definitely went on 
went out on a limb and just tried something crazy. That one is about this kid gets like killed in a self-driving car crash um it takes place in the future and what they can do is like before you die you can choose to get uploaded and then like your consciousness gets uploaded to like a digital afterlife and then like people in the real world can still talk to you and stuff so it's kind of like you're still alive just like digitally so it's very weird (laughs) um but it's really really funny uh and i like i like the twist they've kind of put on death there's like a mystery too in there in like how he dies so i think it's really well done (laughs) very good yeah i have not seen either one of those shows but we'll definitely check them out yeah do sound interesting uh let's see i watch space force on netflix Mm -hmm. been binging on happy endings which was a show on abc it's on uh voodoo and I think hulu as well mm-hmm. and you said it's in like an older show it's an older show yeah it lasted okay. three seasons yeah i'm i'm actually like a seinfeld fan so oh me too um, oh yeah yeah <laughs> so like my parents are huge seinfeld fans and we bought them um the dvd collection of all the episodes and so um every once in a while we pop one of those in and, and watch it <laughs> what's your favorite seinfeld episode of all time or like top three make it a little easier which one um i don't geez they're like all so funny in their own way that is true it's like not even about the episode for me it's just like i feel like every episode has like some kind of really weird and funny like interaction that goes on that's like just funny and awkward and like so real though like you're just like this could really really happen Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so I mean like right now I'm specifically thinking I don't know what episode this is but like there's like <laughs> there's like an episode where Elaine is like dating some guy and she starts to like not like him and she's like going I don't totally remember but she's like going to drop him off at the airport and the alarm doesn't go off but she like wants to get this guy on the plane because she like hates him <laughs> and so she just like wakes up and she starts stuffing his clothes into like his suitcase like in her in her pajamas like this guy like hasn't even woken up yet completely and he doesn't know that she doesn't like him so he's just like what's going on like i'll take the next plane and and she's just like freaking out and like stuffing things in there and then she starts like driving like a maniac and it's just funny because i'm like you know what though like this could actually happen in real life it's true it looks crazy but like if I was in that position, I'd probably do the same thing. And of course, the Sue Nazi episode is great, too. Yeah, well, yeah, that's classic. I recently saw, like, the Pez one. Oh, like, yes. Go to a show, and he just, like, puts the, I think it's a Tweety Bird Pez thing. That's a funny yeah. episode, too, yeah. Now, every time when I look at a Pez dispenser, I start laughing. What are your favorite movies? Um, favorite movies, okay. These are, like, hard questions now. Like, this is harder than, than <laughs> from the music stuff. This is, like, this is, these are the serious questions right here. Yeah, make you think. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is so hard. Okay, so I am a big fan of the Marvel movies. Um, yes. All of them. I love, love, love superheroes. Like, since I was a kid, uh, like, my mom, she used to, like, 
sometimes to get me to eat stuff she'd be like yeah like superman eats this too so like you should eat this <laughs> so i would eat it <laughs> so I, I guess i thought i'd get superpowers i love the marvel movies i love superheroes and to to like connect it back to music um part of the reason why i love music is it feels like it's like my own superpower um because it doesn't like you just make something that doesn't exist and then it makes people feel a certain way and it helps people and it connects with people and i guess that's my superpower so definitely marvel movies if i had to pick a favorite out of that um the iron mans are all really good i've always been a fan of captain america first captain america movie i really like that one i love how it's like the history is kind of entwined with it you sounded really happy when i said i liked marvel movies yes I did. I love Marvel movies. I think what you said about, you know, music being your superpower, I really like that. It is your superpower, for sure. Because, you know, you're connecting people through your music. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I like Captain America, like Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Spider-Man movies are good, too. I think I like the newer ones, uh, Tom. Yeah. Tom Holland. That's his name, yeah. right? Tom Holland. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, the Tom Holland Spider-Man ones are really yeah. good. Spider-Man Far From Home, that was really good. I saw that in theaters, and I was totally shocked. A lot of action in it. Storyline was great. Mm -hmm. That's what I like a lot about Marvel, is that they definitely try to like get a good storyline, and it's not just like people smacking each other in mm -hmm. the movie. Definitely. And, you know, throwing some humor and all that, too. Yeah. Yeah. The really neat thing about the Marvel movies is, you know, the creator, the late Stan Lee, had a cameo in every movie. Yeah, that was so cute. <laughs> you could have asked me any questions. Uh, well, so you said you are um, in Arizona, mm -hmm. um, and they have really, really good Mexican food there. I've been there twice. I wanted to know what your favorite Mexican food place is, so whenever I get to go again... I will definitely try to hit that up. I love Mexican food as well. And yes, Arizona has the best Mexican food places. My favorite is Barrio Queen is the best. So they have a sandwich called the Torta Sandwich. And they have their own spicy ketchup that they make. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. And they also have a chocolate cake with their own homemade chocolate syrup oh. that they make in-house yeah oh my god yeah i love chocolate cake oh, oh god you're oh. gonna love it it is so great they have 25 different kinds of tacos <sighs> okay <laughs> wow yeah they have a whole page of tacos on their menu wow yeah, I have not tried their tacos yet. Their nachos are really good, too. Another great Mexican place is Sombrero's. Okay. Local place, uh, family-owned. Their best thing on the menu is the pollo fundido. It's basically a deep-fried chicken burrito. It has melted cheese on top, and on top uh -huh. of that is jalapeno cream cheese. Wow. Yeah, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's making me hungry. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to ask me? Um, well, I guess I'm kind of making you my, like, Arizona tour guide here, but what would you say is, like, the one thing that, like, you would tell anybody visiting Arizona? Pulling the hard questions. Yes. I like it. <laughs> um, okay, so Arizona does not have any beaches, which 
is horrible. I um, yeah. love yeah. the ocean, and there should be a beach of some sort. I'm a fan of the ocean, too. It's so soothing and relaxing, just like the ocean air. I know. Like, I literally just, like, feel better when I'm, like, by there, and I just see that, like, expanse of water. Like, something about it. I don't know. It's feels really good to be by the water it does covid right now it's everything's close imagine like people are gonna listen back to this episode and when this is all over and just be like yeah remember that time like (laughs) hearing (laughs) hearing us talk about things being closed and all the all the fun being sucked and yeah yeah i hope things get better so this is your first interview it's an honor yeah well I have to thank you for kind of getting it started and having me on here. So <laughs> I hope I did good. <laughs> I'll definitely remember like 10 years from now, like when I'm doing some other interview, I'll be like, yeah, that Kevin who interviewed me the first time, I'm never going to forget it. So, Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to find me on Spotify? I recommend you look up my name and the song because um, there's a few other Rivas on there too. Um, true. Let me start by mentioning that because I want to make sure people can find me. So I have a couple songs out right now on Spotify. Well, technically three. So the first song I've got on there is Color on the Walls. Um, and there is a remix of that as well. Um, and then I just put out Band-Aids about a month ago. And I have a good list of songs that I'm working on right now. There's one that hopefully should be wrapped up in a couple weeks and on its way to mixing so give that a follow on my Spotify page so you can keep up with that. Also what's really neat is on your website you have a mailing list. Yes if you go to revamusic.com if you kind of scroll down a little bit you can go ahead and input your email so um, I can send you some cool behind the scenes stuff and I'll send you a song too that is not available on Spotify. I am really big on on the behind the scenes stuff. I wish more artists shared the process. I wish my favorite artists, I wish they shared more of the process. So it's something that I'm kind of trying to do purposefully is to show the kind of work that goes behind the songs and how much you rewrite, how much how much you pay attention to every specific sound. I feel like it's not shown enough, and I I wish more people knew. I think more people would appreciate the songs if people shared more. So definitely, uh, ReverbMusic.com, you can can sign up there, and I'll send you some stuff, and you'll get updates as well. So. Very good. And yeah, thank you so much, Reva, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me. Well, thank you for having me. This is this has been a long conversation, but there's like so much I feel like we just happen to like have in common with Marvel and food and all that stuff. So Absolutely. Um yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. Anything you wanna add? I would say make sure that you follow me on instagram if anything because that's kind of where i like hang out all the time i post stories there every day um it's at reva music and reva is spelled r-e-v-a so definitely give me a follow there send me a dm i'll follow you back um i love love talking with my fans so so yeah and do you have any words of advice to aspiring musicians yeah uh 
I have a lot. The biggest thing I would say is don't, don't ever give up. I know everybody says that, but like you really, really have to not quit because there's going to be a lot of times where you want to quit. And that is the biggest mistake you can make because you don't know what's going to happen in the future and you're just going to give that all up. And the other thing I would say is hold yourself to, to be the best that you can be. Um, and don't ever stop pushing yourself because that's, that's the only way that you're ever going to achieve the greatest things you could ever achieve. So very good. And very inspiring too. Thank you so much, Reva. Thank you, Kevin. You're very welcome. Wanted to thank Reva again for joining me. And right now I'm going to play a couple of her songs. Here is Band-Aids. That was Reva's song, Band-Aids. Next, I'll be playing her other song, Color on the Walls. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
started finding ways to fit Oh, and when I look back in the mirror You should know that none of these days feel as innocent Used to feel right, used to feel free This is Kim Cusack, and thank you all for listening to Hitting the High Note.